Slice Audio. Vikings Water Cooler Talk with Stitch and BJ. Vikings! Your Minnesota Vikings. Skull, baby! Skull! Well, Stitch, we proved the haters right. We were a bunch of frauds. Apparently. That's what everybody would like to say about us. Yep. That's what we proved. But really, it was a good season, right? That's what we can I mean. We can hang our hats on that. I think there's joy to be found once we weep our sorrows of <laughs> what s- was a destiny. Yeah. A season that we often said, who? Who? Who are we going to play? Who are we going to play? Nobody. And now we know. <laughs> it's nobody. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> and there was many times we've argued with others. Yeah. You guys are idiots for believing in this. Yep. And we shut them down. No. no. You stop it. The Vikings <laughs> are destined. We are going all the way. How many times did we shut people down, tell them to shut up and walk away because it's skull, baby? Yeah, it's skull anyway. I could already have tasted the steak from Dakota Steakhouse <laughs> from Houston. We were one game away. One game away. But okay. we lost. But anyways, <laughs> moving on. That was the best intro to this. What is going to be a depressing version and episode of Vikings Water Cooler Talk? Welcome to it. Oh yeah. I honestly have not gotten over this loss. Oh, uh, I was over it uh, about second quarter. You know, because it's not that. Uh, it's not like I was like, oh, we've lost this game already. I. Actually, I came to terms when the Packers beat us really bad. Yeah, I remember and you talking I, about and that. I remember, and I remember, and I came to terms with, no, if we can't beat the Packers, and, and I'm not trying to talk trash about the Packers, but the Packers this year were a very beatable team if your team was going to go anywhere in the playoffs. Yeah. And for me, when we walk in to Green Bay and we can't overcome adversity of any kind, Beings that we're outside, we're in Green Bay, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's Aaron Rodgers. Who cares? Yeah. If we can't beat them, this isn't our year. That's when I realized it. Yeah, and that's a good point. And I think, you know, I was listening to K-Fan. I was listening to uh, uh, Paul Allen talk about the football team and go on and on about, like, he doesn't like the fault blame. And I, and I, and I listened to it, and I kind of agree. But here's the thing, all right? We do have to look at our team and, and and think about it like this, Stitch, and maybe you can find happiness in my thought process maybe. of the team. All right. Our team last year's defense wasn't that good, but it was better. But it wasn't that good, but it ran a different scheme, correct? A three four instead of a four three or whatever. Yes. Correct? And so we were better. So we took most of those players. Most of those players were from last year. They've been running that scheme their whole lives. And here comes new Ed Donatell in. He says, we're running this. Kids, buckle up. Start learning. And and we never, ever, ever learned. But he was kind of taking guys out of their comfort zone, out of their realm, and making them do something that they probably weren't trained to do. And we never could catch on. Here's where I put the blame, even though some people don't like it and some fault, is the fact that 
our defense never got better. Had glimpses. They were opportunistic. They would allow a tons of yards, but then you know the pick sixes in the end zones and the all the things like that would happen. But at the same token, we all knew when it came to the end of the year and it came to the playoffs, uh, it is a very beatable defense. Yeah, our offense did pretty good. Our offense made some mistakes throughout the year. We set records throughout the year. And in this game against the Giants this last weekend, we did all right offensively. Were we perfect? No. Did we make some mistakes? Sure. Both sides did. But at the same token, our defense laid down. Yeah. Well, we couldn't stop. I mean, I think we did good on the coverage end, but Daniel Jones decided to uh, run the ball. And I think a lot of analysts said that that's what he needed to do to beat us. And yeah. And he made some throws. and what he did the last time. I mean, there's some of those coverages were, I don't know, man. I, it was it was a poor poor display if you were going to try to be any sort of a championship team. That's for sure. Yeah. On the defensive end. Um, and I'm still surprised that today's Tuesday, whatever day it is. I don't it even know Tuesday. anymore. It is Tuesday. That Ed Donatello has not been fired as of yet. Well, And I, I don't know if he will be, but he should be. So here's here's something else I heard, and I don't know this the exact fat, fact. Um, Matt Mike on a he's not with us today, but he's maybe not. he can fact check us. I think he's staying away from football for a and, while and and kind of get back at us. But uh, here's the thing: the last time the Vikings ran this scheme of defense was in 1980 something, right? 84 mm-hmm. or something like that. Our record that year was like three wins. Mm-hmm. That should have been like. Uh, you know, Quasi's thought process going into this. When this is who we're bringing in as a defensive coordinator, I think we can all kind of agree and we don't need to spend a lot of time in looking at our season as a whole, looking at our team as a whole. There's not a lot that needs to change except for our defense, whether it be players, whether it be the scheme, the coach, whatever. That's what's got to change, right? And, and if we were to go through this year again and all all things the same, that's the the biggest hole. We possibly could have been undefeated had our defense been even middle of the pack. Yeah, yeah. You Is know? it a personnel issue? I think it's defensive play calling. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. We're gonna sit yeah. here and analyze. I you know, I went on this I went on so many limbs on this show and said so many things that I felt were right and ended up being wrong. So really? I don't even really want to talk about it, but we have a podcast, so I have a job to do. I am so emotionally distraught and hurt by yeah. this loss yeah. because not only did we have such a magical season and they put us so and I've, I've alluded this before. If I've, I didn't think that we were going to win the Super Bowl, it just would have been nice to win one playoff game to shut the haters up because you yeah. know we probably would have been destroyed by San Francisco the week. Yeah, after. you know what I mean. But I'm saying like losing to the Giants, the way that we did. Even though it was a good game, but we had every opportunity. Like, let's just for an example, the the third and one cute play that where we throw it to Justin, throw it back to Kirk. What, what the fuck and is that? And then he takes off running? In the second quarter or whatever quarter it was. Yeah. And then there was another play that upset me that we had to punt. Yeah. Because at that point in time, it was like Giants got the ball and they could do whatever they want. And we yep. knew that we had to go and for toe-to-toe. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. Or we weren't going to be able to... Unless we created some sort of turnover, which we alluded to that if our defense creates turnovers, we usually win the game. Guess Mm -hmm. what? We didn't create any turnovers. Not one pick. I thought Daniel Jones would would be good for two picks. He picked us apart, but our middle of the field is 
wide open every single time. Yeah. I don't understand it. I mean, it wasn't just that it was Daniel Jones picking us apart. It was our defense was so lackluster there and giving it wide open. Hell, me or you could have quarterbacked against that defense it was bad with those players. I mean, we were making not good wide receivers in the league look really, really good. good. We were making a quarterback that's you know, honestly, all those players might be decent, right? But they haven't been. They're essentially, in quotes, no-name people making really good plays like they like they busted our cover, like they outran us or put well, some put us on skates. They look like Justin Jefferson out there, and they're not Yeah, because just, of our defense. And they just gave us an opportunity, too. I mean, the Giants had that guy wide open. He dropped the ball. We get the ball back. Kirk gets a terrible rough in the passer call against him, but you know, alluding to the yeah. rule and how it states you cannot go to the helmet of the quarterback yeah. whether or not if it's a tap or not. It's so the call was right. Yeah. But at the same time, wussy, do you yeah. do you call that call in the playoffs? I don't know. We're gonna be alluded you know, we can argue that Who all day long. Either way, we get another fourth uh, you know, first down and then those two play calls and then it's fourth and eight. Fourth and eight mm-hmm. Brandon and the route tree, I, I've done so much research. I looked at this. I even watched Kurt Rohner break it down. I didn't. He's like, I don't know what the hell's going on here. The the route t- uh, TJ is it's running a choice route. Justin's running a post route, and he's doubled. So he, he's the first read. Obviously, he's doubled. So mm-hmm. Kurt has to go to his second read, which essentially should be KJ Os- Osborne. But he looks at TJ the whole way. KJ breaks wide open across the sticks, and Kirk just throws it to TJ. Five yards beyond the sticks. It's a three-yard pass on a fourth and eight play yep. to end our season. Yeah. Well, and I and I look at this too, and I, and I <laughs> I didn't watch what you watched, so I didn't I didn't see the the breakdown of the play. But but looking at that, it's like I remember, or, or rather, I did listen to Kirk Cousins' interview, and they asked him about it, and he said, "Well, my first read was Justin Jefferson was JJ, and I pulled back. He was double covered." I only I had to get rid of the ball, so in an effort to not just take the sack, I tried to put the ball in play. The first person I seen was TJ, and and was hoping he could make something happen. And you know, we all seen the end. Yeah, so. I mean, if if the ball is maybe put towards the sideline a little bit, where it gives opportunity for TJ to catch and run, but it's placed on his body, and the guard, the receivers or the corner is right there to, or whoever the linebacker yeah. that was covering him. Was able to tackle him right away. It just hate to see it end that way because right. we had the opportunities. We were eleven and zero in one score games. Obviously, eleven and one now. It's the playoffs. It matters. Some of that play calling was suspect. Yeah. So, and I think it's rookie coach. But I so to to piggyback off of what you just said about the the fourth down play. Kirk Cousins did say in that interview he wished he could have the third down play back because that was I believe when KJ was coming across again. And KJ dropped it. Yep. I mean, he, that's it a ball. Yeah, that's a him. ball KJ usually always catches. Yeah. However, Kirk Cousins didn't say. Kirk Cousins didn't say. I wish KJ caught that. No, he said. I wished I would have led him a little bit more on that. I put it right on the body, and I probably should have had it out in front more because there was good coverage, and I could have put it out front where it did. It wouldn't have mattered, and I knew he would have caught it. Yeah. And so he took the blame on that one, which wouldn't have we wouldn't have been in the fourth down situation. He said it you was know. his worst loss of his career. Uh, Cousins said that. Yeah, and you, I I probably believe with him because like he had. Not his best season statistically, but he led eight fourth quarter comebacks. Yeah, led the NFL again, eleven and zero in one score games yeah. in the regular season. This was a dream season for us. 
Um, and we laid an egg in the first round against the Giants, who you know we beat previously. But I think the Giants had a chip on their shoulder. They knew what they needed to do to come. They didn't want yeah. us to get beat. They practiced with the skull chant. I don't know why we're so hated across the league, but uh, it's like because people hate people that are that are, that are good. We got something cool going. Our school chant is freaking cool. It is, and, and everybody we, Justin loves doing it. the gritty. Also, that's another thing too. I wanted to say, Brandon, before we mm-hmm. Justin only touched the ball once in the second quarter, in the second half. Yeah, why? Well, I'm guessing it was because he was double and triple covered all. The I time. understand that, but like, get your figure out plays to get him the ball. Whether it's a screenplay, get him the ball in, in a jet sweep. Yeah. You know I what mean, I mean? I go both ways on this. Yes. I agree, but I think in the NFL a lot, they sit there and dwell on that is your one guy on the team. Oh, well, I get it's that. a damn team approach. You right. know what I mean? Like, if he's double and triple covered, we've got KJ, we got Thielen, we got TJ, we've even got um, um, whatever our t- other tight end is back now. You know, so it's like Irv, we, who got Irv. a touchdown, by the way. And so it's like, we've got other players. We Let him be the distraction and let's go win the game with these other guys. That's not how it played out. Right. You know, so obviously when we don't win, we look back and say, why in the hell didn't J.J. get the ball? Well, I mean, why force it to him when you've got other All guys other that dudes. should be should be one single covered, if not wide open, and right? And J.J. had a huge game, and we talked about that in the beginning of the year because we didn't want our offense to be solely focused on yep. J.J., you know, because yep. then that forces turnovers and blah, blah, blah. Yep. So, I mean, I can see that, but still, like, if it's the playoffs, man— their best players should be getting the ball in yeah. some way, shape, or form. You know, I think we stopped running the ball. Dalvin was running pretty well for the most part. Alexander yeah. Madison only had the ball a couple times, but it was getting to the point where we had to throw the ball. I understand? Yeah, we, we kind of had to. Yep. Got to keep up with the Giants because we couldn't stop them at all. I don't think. No. I think they made a punted once, maybe, maybe, and maybe it's, that's, that's the part. So this is where it gets back to me. Is I look back at it. Remember a few weeks ago we were like. It was a bag. Maybe it was a Cowboys game. And we were like, my gosh, fire Ed Donatel. Everybody was saying that. Fire Ed Donatel. Fire him, fire him. And we were like, and especially me, I can't speak for everyone, don't fire him now. It's middle of the season. I mean, shucks, let's get through the season. I mean, he's, you know, you would hate to. Honestly, we might have been better because because I think it's because of him that we lost. If it's me, if I'm Quasey, if I'm the coach, if I'm looking at this team, you got to look at your players, and I get it. If they don't fit your scheme, they don't fit your scheme, but you can't still run it and then go, well, these guys suck. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, it, like what That Zimmer can't did. be your answer as a coach. Sorry, you guys aren't good no, enough to run my you scheme. Be making so we're just going to suck then. You, know, yeah. you just can't do that. We're yeah. professionals here. Yeah. So like, you need to adapt to, if it's the players in this case, if it's the players that can't hold up their end of the bargain, then you need to make it so they can. I've been you're see- the coach. I've been seeing rumors that Raheem Morris, will, you know, might be in the line to be our next DC because he has history with KOC in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. I'm I like know I said, I'm is. surprised that Ed Donatel hasn't been fired as of yet. Um, well, because of this, I, so I, there is another side of this. All right, you put yourself. It, it kind of alluded to it. It's the same thing, but it's the other. It's the other cleat. All right. You sure. look at this. If they believe in Ed Donatel and they believe in his coaching, and his maybe he fits really well with the as the coaches get into a room and start hashing things out. Maybe he blends well in there. Yeah. You know that's a thing. And and he just looks at it and says, guys, this, our defense sucks. Like players. You know what I mean? You got aging. You got Harrison Smith who's aging. You've got Eric Kendricks who's aging. You've got a bunch of rookie corners that. 
aren't really all that good. And then you've got, you know, Patrick Peterson. And then you've got everybody's either aging or they're not that good of rookies. I don't know if that's the truth. I'm just maybe that's what he's saying, right? I'm like guessing here. And maybe they're like, all right, fine. We believe in you. Maybe that's why he's not gone yet. And they're like, let's build a defense around this guy. I don't know. I hope not. And I hope not either. I don't like this thought. But maybe. Your job as a coach is to get the best out of your players no matter what. And if you're not performing your job, which we just finished 29th in the league in defense, in total defense, that's not getting the job done. You should be fired. Yeah, I, I don't care I who's the personnel. I agree with you 100%. And maybe, like I said earlier, the last time the Vikings ran that style of defense, they had like a two or three win season. I also When's the it. last time that kind of a defense was successful? Who uh, runs it that uh, makes it successful? It, yeah, it doesn't run very much anymore in the league. I was kind of surprised by it. And there's probably it, a reason why. Yeah. And that is it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, those, and then they kept putting Daniil Hunter in coverage. And I was just like, come on, man. Yeah. I don't know. But I have a stat for you. This is just a gross stat. The Vikings are the only team in the Super Bowl era to compete, or sorry, sorry, to complete at least 80% of their passes with no turnovers and no sacks allowed and still lose regular yep. season or postseason. NFL teams yep. had been 47 0 in the Super Bowl era when doing all of that in a game before our loss to the Giants. I mean, it's glaringly obvious. You look at our team throughout the season, and in this last game that was our demise, you look at it, and if our defense even performed, Half as much better. Not saying they need to be top ten. We create one. If they could have yeah, been fifteen, 15 to, to twenty, 20 we would, yes, yeah, we could have won a lot more games. Would we maybe still lost to the Eagles? I don't. They're a pretty good team. Would could we have still lost to the to the Cowboys? Maybe, but the t- games would have looked a lot better and not been so embarrassing. Would we have lost to the Lions? I doubt it. Would we have lost to the Packers? Doubt it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like those are the losses that it's like we could have knocked them down to two. To maybe three losses in there somewhere, and it's just uh, games. Teams like the Colts that we had to make that huge comeback that wouldn't have been a thing. I know uh, our stats would have looked totally different because you know JJ got all those yards and all the stats, but half the time we were having to throw to stay in games. Yeah, you know Dalvin Cook didn't have much of a season, right? And maybe he would have had we had a decent defense. You know, you know? even though he didn't seem like he had a. He still had over a thousand yards. He finished right, tenth in the league. I, think. I mean, like he's usually always top five running back in the yeah. league, right? If he's not injured, and he had a healthy-ish season, healthy for him, yeah. and he did all right, you know. And, and we know he's better than that. The problem that I have moving forward is that we have no idea what's going to happen now because this season KOC got the best out of who we, which we talked about. We were built to win. Now we proved that even with the terrible defense we were still able to win 13 games which is unheard of uh the last i think the last teams that had given up that many yards or something like that i saw another stat like there's 10 teams and they all finished with way below 500 records and we're the only team to be able to accomplish 13 wins with the defense that we had um which says something about our offense says something about koc but we got to get that defense figured out but the problem that I am really, 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 really worried about moving into this offseason is that our salary cap issues and all of our aging players and what we're going to have to decide to really core players and what we're going to have to do with them, whether they restructure, they get cut, traded, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, we might have to go into a complete rebuild, which I'm not saying that that's yeah. what's going to happen, but it's could be ha- it could happen, and then that means that 
this season was one and done season and we're going to be bad in the next few seasons, which well, I don't know if I have the patience for. I don't know. You know what I mean? I Yes, I agree. We're going to lose some players and they might be key players. I don't know if we're going to be that bad. I well, mean, look at our. Gotta figure out that defense first. Look at our offense and how shitty our defense was this year. I know, but okay. it can't get worse. I understand, but we're gonna have to lose Adam Thielen more than likely, unless he figures out a way to restructure. I, I would think that I he wants he to does. stay in Minnesota, but or his retires. wife already went on Twitter and said, "I think, unless somebody faked it, that she basically said, well, that and just like that, that's the end of our Minnesota career.'" I don't know if somebody faked that. Somebody mentioned in the comments well, that it could be fake, but I don't know. And I'm sure in, in either way you look at it, we're gonna we all to... love Adam Thielen. He doesn't want to play anywhere else. I don't know. I don't actually know this guy. But, you know, we don't want him going somewhere else, but maybe we do. I mean, you know, we, we've got uh, – on the other side of it, What the reason we don't keep Thielen is because we've got to pay J.J. I love that, that I think J.J. deserves it, but what I don't like about the NFL is when you lopside your team with somebody who you have to pay so much, because then what? Yeah. We get no O-linemen, we don't get a, you know what I mean? You you have all your eggs in one basket, and no, nobody to work yeah, around. Yeah, because he's set to make a, probably a record-breaking receiver contract, which we can't afford, but no. we, I don't want J.J. going anywhere. J.J. is... Our team at this point, not yeah. our team, you know what I mean, but like a star like that is somebody you don't let go. No. <laughs> so, but do you look at this like you look at, okay, the Niners, right? Let's compare it to the Niners. The Niners are on their third string quarterback, mystery relevant, doing great. That might be a fluke thing because Purdy's a, maybe he is actually a really good quarterback, right? Also, it could be the system and the fact that it's the coach because it seems like whomever is behind there, whoever is running the football as a running back or the quarterback, that team seems to work really well. Do you think our coach, KOC, is a similar kind of way? Yeah, I think he's going to figure it out. He's just got to stop getting cute on some of his play calls, but right. I think he'll learn that. So, by saying that, do you think Kirk Cousins is going to be the quarterback of our team next year? Do you think they'll trade? There's going to be man. teams looking for quarterbacks. I don't know. I really don't know. His contract is insane. I think he only wants to be a Minnesota Viking and the way that – I don't know, man. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. It could be a complete – Who knows, right? Our whole team could be blown up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's going to go that way. And the reason I don't is because they didn't blow it up when they walked into it. They walked into because it and said, we can work Because they knew that we this. could win now. Yeah, with those players. Yeah, I think they still think that way. Yeah. Not with this. That's what I'm saying. The salary cap is saying otherwise. Oh, yeah, I know. But they're going to have to make some decisions that are going to be tough. It might be people hopefully A taking. Hopefully Quessy is the man because he's an analytical dude and he knows how to manipulate numbers. So hopefully he can do that. Yep, it might take some restructuring. It might take some losing of players. But by losing it doesn't mean we're out. Just because Adam Thielen's not on our team next year doesn't mean, oh, my God, we suck, right? You oh, agree with that. of course not. Yeah. But it's like also defensive players. It might mean that we actually get a little bit better. I hope so. You know, because right now we like we can't continue with what we got. It doesn't work, whether it be the defensive coordinator or it be the defense as a whole. Offensively, we didn't do too bad. We could use a, a upgraded O-lineman, which I think could, could easily come in the draft later, not cost anybody any dimes, and also – but as far as wide receivers and tight ends go, like we're sitting really pretty. Just what do you do with Adam Thielen and JJ? Now you get to the defensive side of the ball. Who needs to stay? Yeah, I, I mean, mean, you know, we could probably. I mean, obviously, Zadarius is under contract, but he had a great first start of the year, and then he got kind of hurt, and so he had eight eight and a half sacks 
the first part of the year, yep. end of the year with one and a half. That's not that, – no. that doesn't cut but it. But he was playing injured. Yeah. So but I don't Zedarius know So is under true. contract, but Daniil somebody that we could probably figure out about. I mean, he came on a little bit towards the second half of the year, but, you know, it, it sucked to lose him. Eric Kendricks is aging. He doesn't have that sideline-to-sideline side speed that he once used to have. Or, again, is that scheme? I don't. That's the stuff I don't know, and I mean that as a question. Yeah, is it? Does he still have the same speed? Is he still just as quick? Maybe he is aging, but was he asked to do something totally different? Where it kind of puts him behind. It felt like our defense was just put in a in a situation to fail. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're in the NFL; these guys can't be that bad, but they were kind of playing as a whole that bad. Man, yeah, just asking too much of them on the coverage, and, and plus that's another thing is like, we knew that we were getting beat across the middle constantly, all year long, that was wide open, like why did we not figure out ways? It's the low hanging fruit, like any one of us who are not offensive coordinators, I'm not smart, well that's where I'd go Yeah, I don't really know man and we won't know for a while you know what I'm saying? We won't know any of these answers that we're talking about no. for a while and that's why the struggles for me is that like you know we had we gave everything that we had to this yeah. podcast to being a fan this year. I went to yeah. my first game. It just it felt different. It I, felt different just for it to end the exact same way. And I'm sure all the Vikings haters out there will be like, "Well, <laughs> this is what they do. This is their history. They this? choke in their disappointment every yeah. year." Yeah, they do. Well, so, and we get to feel that well, every year. Here's where I differ from you, and here's where I differ from all you people hating. I still believe this is the beginning of a dynasty. <laughs> I hope so. I, I believe it is because our mentality, the locker room, the coaching, not necessarily defensive coordinator, but our coaching as a whole, head coach, the manager, is just different. It is way different than it was before. And I feel like going forward, maybe it'll be a rebuild. Maybe we're not going to the Super Bowl next year. I don't know. But I just know that this is the beginning of something great. I hope so. I I I want to feel that way, but I, I it, what would have given me a little bit more hope in feeling that way is if we would have won at least one game in the playoffs. You know what yeah. I mean? Just, yeah, but I just, just don't think I truly, with. after that Packer loss, didn't think we could. Yeah, and that's uh, fine. maybe be, maybe I I was hoping we and could I was beat the Giants. Being wearing blinders myself, you know? I was hoping we could beat the Giants. I think they are beatable. We beat them once, so I was like, yeah, this could happen. But I knew there was no way in hell we were going deep. As soon as we got past that first round, into that second round, I mean, we ain't beating the Niners. No. We ain't beating the Eagles. Maybe we could beat the Cowboys and the Bucks. You know, however, I know that's not how it would have worked out, but maybe, you know, those are the guys that were there, maybe, right? But honestly, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's sad. I love that you're still, and like I said, I, it's probably because I just still haven't gotten over this loss yet. I still haven't processed it in a way that makes me feel good about our future. Um, I what things that do make me feel good about our future is KOC, and if we can lock in JJ, I still think Kirk is our answer right now. Like I don't think we go make a play for Lamar Jackson. We can't. No, we're not, I can't afford the guy, and he's injury prone. For for a dude, for Kirk who got was the most hit most most hit quarterback in the league. Yeah. You know that's what everybody's dogging on him, like because he lost that fourth and eight play. Everybody's judging him off of that. And the truth of the matter the is, body the body of work that he did, the dude, what he did all season long. JJ broke tons of records. Somebody got to toss him the rock. He was getting hit constantly, and on a fourth and eight for the season, you know he he makes a stupid play, but he was about to get hit again. Yeah. You know, I mean, and you say like KJ's open across the middle. We don't know what that looked like from Kirk Cousins. 
you know, where he was standing, yeah. all he could see was, I'm about to get hit again. Yeah. I mean, I get it, man. It just sucks. It sucks. It just, it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it's tough. But I, I'm willing to bet, though. And I, and this is my other positive thought is I'm looking at this, and I have no freaking clue. We're leaning on water coolers, man. But I really do think that Kirk Cousins would restructure his deal. I do really think Adam Thielen would restructure his deal if the team wanted them to stay. And yeah. I don't know. You know, with Kirk Cousins, I could definitely see it. He's strong. He's smart. Yeah. He works well. They, the, the, everything seems to be good there. He's got a good chemistry with JJ. You know, I could also see him saying, "We don't, we don't, we're going to trade you, and we're going to bring in somebody like Derek Carr, or we're going to bring in somebody that we know we can get on the cheap that is not as good, but pretty good quarterback that might make a little bit better decisions in certain situations, and has a strong arm, and can we can play with this kid, and he's a hell of a lot cheaper." You know, yeah. and I'm using Derek Carr as the example. I don't know. Yeah, because he, you know. he's going to be available. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. Because you got people like this. I mean, hell, just coming out of the 49ers, you've got Garoppolo. I, I, are they going to stick with Purdy and not go with Trey Lance? You know what I mean? Yeah. Are they going to have Purdy start, but Trey Lance is in the back burner? Are they going to bring in Tom Brady and get rid of Purdy and Garoppolo? Yeah. A lot of these, I mean, a lot of these questions uh, we have won't be answered for a long, long time. But got to get through the playoffs first. We do. And uh, even though our team is out, I'm excited. I'm excited because we get to talk NFL. Yes, our team, it's gone. (laughs) But we get to start talking things like. Your Bengals. You're yeah, happy about You know, that. it's so funny, your Bengals. I was totally going to make that joke. I was like, dude, I'm just going to go buy a Joe Burrow jersey yeah. and just be like, hey, man, I'm still in this thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we can root for that. Uh, my wife is a 49ers fan, so she's like, sweet, you can be a 49er fan with me. And I just said, go Bills. It's just not the same. It's not the same. But I am going to say, go Bills. Why? Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen. You got to like that guy. Yeah, You know, I want to see him go at it. I think it's crazy this coming weekend. We're going to get to see the Bengals and the Bills play. Yeah. A loser go home, yeah. winner go on. Guess he's going to win that game. It, the, the Bengals. Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, so that'll be kind of fun. You've got the Niners and the Giants. Uh, no, right? the Giants and Eagles, bud. Oh, Giants and Eagles. I'm and the sorry. Niners and Cowboys going to relive that classic yep. 90s rivalry. Yeah. Troy Aikman, Joe Montana. I mean, there is some still exciting, but I honestly, like, I texted Jacksonville. J- what? My buddy John, who who's just the biggest Vikings hater ever. Matt's alluded to him a few times. He's a Cowboys fan. He, he texted me earlier before the Cowboys game last night. He's like, 90 minutes before both of our seasons are over. And obviously the Bucks just did not look good, and the Cowboys won that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, I told him, he's like, are you going to watch the game? I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm just so done with football right now. Like, I have no in – there's just no – I gave energy – all of my football energy to the Vikings this yeah. year, and I just don't have any more interest in watching. But, Stitch, this is where we can go into the weekend stress-free. <laughs> yeah. We don't actually give a – about any of these teams, You're you know? absolutely right. It's like, put some stuff on DraftKings or whatever. Let's gamble. Let's have some fun. Who cares? We should go. I should go up to Deadwood and throw some money what? in. What are we going to do if Jacksonville beats the Chiefs? I'm going to laugh. And the I whole think, NFL world is going to be upside down. That's you not going to happen, but that would be happen. awesome. That would be huge. 
Bro, it might happen, bro. <laughs> bro. Giants over the Eagles? Are you thinking? Probably not. It could happen, though. It could happen. Wouldn't be that would be interesting because then I wouldn't feel so bad no, about losing either. to the Giants. I wouldn't either. I mean, it is a divisional game. Yep. We could talk about it. I mean, the Eagles had a week long rest, but you know what I mean. Like, what's up with Jalen? He could still be hurt. I know their defensive <laughs> side of the ball has been kind of. Yeah. A little rough towards the end of the year. Yeah. Yep. D- DJ could come in there and dime him up, man. That's what Danny I'm saying. Dimes. What if, what if, bruh, bruh, the Vikings <laughs> trade for Daniel Jones, QB for QB? We save a bunch of money, they eat that money. That's <laughs> not happening. Anyways, Bengals and Buffalo, that's probably the only game that's like, this well, is tight, bro. The, like, well, who knows? And like, really? Yeah. And, you know, it. Think about what happened with uh, you know Demar Hamlin and yes. that game on Monday night. You know That's what I mean? It's going to be an emotional game. It will be in both uh, teams. And the Bengals were you know from before that injury happened, that heart attack on the field. Like the Bengals are pretty handily handling the Bills. So well, it was only the first quarter, but yeah, well, it was like the, the the Bengals had two drives and the Bills had one. Yeah, I know. so, so you can't really settle that. I know, but the Bills Bengals are, are the in. best team in football right now, besides the 49ers. and the Bills are too. And so then, <laughs> but then you got the Cowboys at the Niners, and honestly, of all these teams on here, the team I really would put money on it is the Niners. They yeah. look so strong at this right point. Now. Like Brock Purdy can't do any wrong. Is he the Debo's next Tom back. Brady? Debo's back. Brandon Ayuk is dope. They, doesn't matter who runs the football. No. They, they just perfect. I mean, I don't know, man. I, Dude, it, it's do hard you, for me to hate on the 49ers. No, they look strong. I wouldn't want to play them. The Cowboys got to go do it. And I, good luck, Dak. Yeah, yeah, good luck. I mean, Dak looked really good against that terrible secondary of the Bucks, though. There so you go. They're yeah. almost worse than us. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, Daniel Jones looked really good against us. Let's see how you do against the Eagles, you know, yeah. or whatever. We'll see so. what happens, man. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I'm just a little – I still haven't gotten over this loss. I'm going to process it. It will be through this week. And then hopefully Ed Donatel gets fired here soon so we can start moving in the direction of who we're going to hire as a defensive coordinator moving yeah. forward. Well, and then quasi has got to pull some – here's some other things, too, that I thought was fun. I was listening to uh, – <laughs> I'm watching this car back up out here. Not to take a break from football stuff, but they literally backed up, stopped, opened the door, looked to see where they were. Now they're moving over. Hey, I've done oh that gosh, a few times. It's in like my as truck. if our defense was trying to park. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. <laughs> Missing it again. Now you're wide left. It's like the kicker there where you... the Cowboys are out here trying to park. <laughs> there oh, you wide left, wide right. <laughs> oh, that Cowboys kicker yeah. last night missing Four all those all those extra points, man. Rough. Anyway, but what I was trying to say is, you know, we don't we don't know what'll happen. What if it's a new coach comes in and our and keeps things the same? Oh, oh! The things that the other shows were saying were were saying that uh, that that maybe this is on Quasi. I mean, we put a lot of stock in him making a lot of good decisions, but a lot of the draft stuff that he picked up, um, a lot of things. T.J. Hawkinson, didn't, he did do that. That was good. Yeah, but there's a lot of things that didn't go good. Yeah. You know. Now we welcome into the studio Niners fan um, <laughs> Megan Jones. Megan Jones. That's what? your. That's that's the wife, the wife of Brandon Jones. Hi. How do you feel about your Niners? Oh, we're going all the way. We got all, Brock Purdy. All the way to where? We're looking Purdy. Looking Purdy. Brock yeah. Purdy looking yeah. Purdy. Looking Purdy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about Vikings, I mean. Are you? Yeah. No. I was rooting for him. I was. Until you said go Bills, and now I'm just. That's right, baby. Whatever. Go Bills. Yeah. Go Bengals. Right. 
Yeah. Bengals 49ers in the Super Bowl. I'm calling in. Joe Burrow beats Brock Purdy. Eee, Joe mm. Burrow. Joe Burrow is That's the truth. Cute. That's cute, but we all know it's going to be the Bills. <laughs> and I don't really care who. Team of destiny, right? You know, That's right. to be honest, we are riding on a rookie right now, so... Well, I love everything about him, and I think that's who they run. I think that's who they run with next year too. I don't know why they wouldn't. <clears throat> why not ride him until he, even when he loses, it, how he loses? But I don't think he has not shown any signs of. He doesn't make mistakes. No, he doesn't. I mean, like he. I don't think he's thrown an interception. Has he no. thrown a pick yet? No. That's insane. It's wild, Mister Irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. Now it could be the system. But I think it's coaching a lot. I think a part of it, but you still have to put good, the you still have to put the talent on the exactly. field and do it. Exactly. I mean, Aaron Rodgers wouldn't look that good in that. So, uh, maybe, but but still, Aaron likes know. to improv too much. I yeah. think. I mean, this system is so like you have to be. It's kind of like that timing offense yep. that Tua runs in the Dolphins, but yeah. it's still like you still have to make the throws and make the plays no matter what. Yeah, but. that's insane. I don't know. Well, it's, a, it's a cool story. Go that's Bills. Go Niners. Go Bengals. Joe Burrow is the truth. <laughs> but it's anyways. But we end every podcast with your favorite thing, babe. We're going to just yell out Skull. All right, you ready? One, One two, three. Skull! Skull! Yeah! Vikings, let's win this game. Skull Vikings, honor your name. Go get that first down and get a touchdown. Rock em, suck em. Vikings Water Cooler Talk with Stitch and BJ is hosted by Mitchell Stafford, a.k.a. Stitch, and Brandon Jones, a.k.a. BJ. Produced by Mark Houston, engineered by Chris Jacquez, audio or audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you like what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment. This was a Home Slice Podcast Network production.